Luke Skywalker takes on his sister Leia. Yoda and Han Solo face intriguing challengers. Find out who advances and more as the Sky Guys are back to begin the first round of the Star Wars Character Bracket. All right, we are back here entering round one of the Sky Guys Character Bracket. Today, we're going to be diving into the Outer Rim and the Unknown Region sections of our bracket Join me today to break it all down. The rest of the Sky Guys, I'm your host, Mike Phillips. First up, the man whose voice you hear in the narration every single week, Pete Constantori. Pete, how are you? We're talking basketball Star Wars. We're doing it. Having a great time here on this podcast, especially because I know nothing about college basketball. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Star Wars, always love to talk about it. Um, always a pleasure to be on with you, Mike and Nick. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, also with us today, he is filling out his bracket as we speak. Nick Franta is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got nothing to add. Let's it's doing great. Let's do it. We will do the great and we'll move forward here. As we mentioned, we are going to over the next couple of weeks, we're going to do half the bracket today, half the bracket next week. And then after that, we're going to be down to a final four and P. If they want to catch up on all of his action, keep up with the bracket here. They got to subscribe to the Sky Guys podcast See, they want to keep up with all this. You say it every time we're on the podcast. The best and easiest way to get our content. Sign up for the Sky Guys feed. Sign up for the Sky Guys podcast. Sign up for the Just End the Suffering podcast. A lot of great content other than Star Wars that is out. Mike does an incredible job with all content, with pop culture, sports. Definitely check all of it out. You're missing, if, you're missing out on a lot of great content if you're not subscribed. Yeah, I like in the podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. And Pete, it's College Basketball Month on the Justin the Suffering podcast. We did, I had our friend Troy Morel on the podcast. We, we got the week. Absolutely. I mean, the big things are coming, right? I mean, every I would say every quarter for the business folks out there, there's probably a huge event that Mike is uh, is covering. Uh, you know, we're always talking pop culture here with Star Wars and also um, – uh, different trailers coming out, you know, Obi-Wan or Kenobi, I should say. Definitely, definitely follow. Definitely subscribe. You're not going to find content with this much variety like this anywhere. Yeah, and Nick, there's also more ways to keep with us on the on the, on the social front as well. I, my YouTube page, Mike Phillips on YouTube, has the video version of this chat. You want to tell us about the Twitch and the Instagram as well. Yep, Twitch and Instagram, both at Sky Guys Podcast. And, you know, all you got to do is we'll click away. Just give us that follow or click away. Yeah, and we stream these live on Twitch. So if you see the go live button on Twitch, be sure you hop on. You can watch us recording it live. Yeah, that's right. It's a fun perk. And we're going to start out here. I'm going to get us going here. First thing I want to do is I want to put up the entire bracket so that we can remind everybody of what's going on here in the Sky Guys character brackets. I'm going to share my screen right now. Take a look at this. And... Nick, any big reactions uh, on about the bracket over the past week? I do, but I don't want to get into them because I don't want to spoil some of my opinions. I think some of these some of these rankings are absolutely absurd, and I've told our our guest co-host from last week, Mike Brescia, that that I think he did an absolutely awful job. I've told him, <laughs> and uh, well, you know, it's, but but you know what? That's good. They, I think it's good that he did an awful job, so we can go into this and. You know, have these rankings be make sense and not just be like if we rank them, it'd be like, well, yeah, I think the one seed's gonna win every time. So this actually, I like how it's you know, 
in my opinion, not like that or not good. So it's, you know, so there'd be some upsets. Yeah. And uh, Nick, I mean, in terms of audience reaction, if the audience is reaching out to you about any of these matchups being like, wow, so this guy's too low or this person's too high. Anything about that? Um, yes, actually, I've gotten some feedback on the Instagram. I don't want to go out with names specifically, but I've had at least two people, perhaps, I mean, excuse me, at least two characters here that people have complained are in the wrong spot, whether that's too high or too low, we will get into. Yeah, Pete. And I'll, I'll, I'll circle back when it's one of those characters, I will say this is one of the characters that I heard about. All right, and P, any thought, anything on your end, any feedback people have given to you about the bracket itself? I mean, I have a bunch of my friends who are making fun of me a little bit that we have a bracket challenge. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I haven't gotten any feedback from uh, fans per se, but I think it's been, it's been mixed from my thoughts and also people that I've spoken about. I say, hey, we're doing a bracket about next Star Wars shows that are coming up. And, um, I don't know. Some of the people I talked to were like, well, that's easy. It's going to be this, this, and this, and not talking about Kenobi or anything. So I feel like a lot of people are dead set on the one seeds, you know, without me really telling them. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we're going to do this bracket and we're going to see what actually comes out in the future. And we'll see how right or wrong we are. Absolutely. Let's go ahead. We're going to start off first in the outer rim quarter. So just to remind everyone who, we'll, who is in this grouping here? I'm going to put this, share this screen right now. These are the first set of matchups here we're going to look at here. So first up here, we have Mace Windu versus Honda, the one versus the four, and Mace Windu is the number one overall seed in the bracket. And then the Skywalker siblings, Luke and Leia, are the two and three in this group. So I think this is going to be a fun place to start, Nick. It is. It's always good to start with the, or it's always good to have them involved at all as the Skywalker twins. So great place to start and can't wait to, get into this honestly yeah and pete this is our hondo spot so we might we might as well celebrate him while we have him because he's not gonna last too long <laughs> you know i agree with you but you know he's probably gonna make a lot of appearances in other shows too even if he doesn't get his own but it's okay it is okay so let's start out here we're gonna start at the top of the bracket here number one seed mace windu number one overall Hondo, who we sort of forced Mike Brescia put in the field for us as the last entry in. So let's start out here. The Mace Windu experience here. Uh, Pete, what do you think a Mace Windu show would look like? I think Mace Windu show would be what we didn't see in the movies, right? Um, something along the lines of Book of Boba Fett. If they do go this route, hopefully a better executed Book of Boba Fett. Um, I would be very interested in mace windu while the movies um the prequels were happening not so much after he is defeated by palpatine because you know i i don't ever assume that someone has actually died in star wars look at what happened with maul um probably cad bane in the book of boba fett as well so boba fett I, himself right so i mean i i think they could set it up like a book of Boba Fett saying, well, this is what happened after Palpatine, you know, shocked the hell out of him and he fell to his impending doom, which didn't happen. Um, but I think it'd be more interesting to see how he was on the Jedi council, how he was within the clone wars, you know, uh, expand on that a little bit more. And honestly, you could probably make a pretty cool live action clone Wars show out of it. Get a lot of characters that we uh, know and love from that animated series as well. Um, and maybe execute a little bit better than Boba Fett. Yeah, Nick, I think the thing that's 
interesting about Mace Windu here is I think, like, honestly, I don't think Star Wars going to do a live action or something we already saw in the animation in terms of, like, maybe a flashback, not a whole show set in the same era as Clone Wars. I think in terms of Mace Windu, I think you really do have to sort of look at either between one and two, I've seen episodes one, episode two, before the Phantom Menace, or bring him back from the dead and set, show what he's been up to. Maybe he's the one who saved Grogu. I think those are the only real options you have with Mace Windu. I, I think it's too hard to sell, honestly. And it's funny because this is supposed to be our number one seed. And if you had me, if you if you asked me, I think he's like a four seed. Yeah. I'm one of these brackets, but I think it's too hard to sell. I don't think I don't think any of them really make sense. You're either putting him, like you said, in one of the movies, like during the time of the movie or show, which we already saw, or it's gonna be after when he's supposed to be dead or who knows what happened where it's like, you're gonna have a lot of people like well, how is he you know that's the number one thing you don't want people asking questions about it you don't want people asking questions saying how is he alive kind of thing which i know they've done before but it's not a good idea to constantly do that and then lastly is like you had mentioned maybe between one and two or before one I just think there's a lot of other characters I'd rather see, and we we would see in that time frame instead of Mace Windu. Yeah, P. I think the one big pro also, apart from like the stuff we mentioned here, that there are some missing possibilities here. I think that it's Samuel L. Jackson. You're getting him in a Star Wars show. I think that's got to be something that Disney Plus are considering. Say, hey, you know, we get a big name star already in business with him for Secret Invasion for Marvel side. If we can get him back on the Star Wars side, that'd be fun. I'm not opposed to it. I, I, you know, I have to agree with Nick. I mean, there's a lot of other characters that I probably would rather see over Mace Windu. Um, but getting Samuel Jackson to star in a Disney Plus series may put Disney Plus series over the top. Um, they obviously have big names with Marvel. Uh, they have big names with uh, Star Wars 2 that have shown up. I just, I think he would do great. But it, it's going to depend, right? It's going to depend on what timeline we're thinking about. Um, I like your idea between one and two a lot. Um, but I, I, the reason why I brought up Clone Wars is because I feel like there's an, there's an itch to get some of those Clone Wars characters in live action. Uh, and I think Boba Fett kind of just started to scratch the surface and we're not fully done with that yet. Could be totally wrong. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. If it happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And one of those characters from the Clone Wars who could end up in live action here is our number four seed, Hondo. And he's one we've rumored about getting him into live action. He's in Clone Wars. He's in Rebels, an older character. We know that he's still alive at the end of the sequel trilogy era because he's in Galaxy's Edge. And he's made animatronic. He's not made the live action form. So, Nick, give me your take here. What does the Hondo show look like? I think it's like a kiddie Saturday morning cartoon type show. And I think that actually works. Hondo is like a Hondo's Tales. And it's just like Hondo and a group of pirates going around stealing things every every Saturday morning. And to be honest with you, I think there's a legitimate chance of this happening. Because of Hondo's uh, involvement in everything Star Wars that's not the main saga. Yeah. As we mentioned, you know, Galaxy's Edge and list goes on. All the shows... I think there's a realistic possibility of this happening. Yeah, P, what do you think about the possibly Nick laid out here? You see a different vision for Hondo. Um, 
I don't think it's happening for Hondo. I think if it does, I think Nick's on the money. I think it's going to be like a shorts kind of thing or something that's like a Saturday morning cartoon. I, I just have a hard time finding the longevity of even a Saturday morning cartoon with Hondo. I feel like it can get very bland very quickly, especially for like the demographic kids. I mean, you have to have something new and exciting to keep them entertained and, and focused. So I can definitely see Hondo not being a live action show. It would be more cartoony, be more for like no real like overlying storyline, just like what is Hondo and the gang getting up to, just like Nick said. I just I just don't know how long you could do it for. And I don't know if there's any longevity in it. I think also, I think the thing I like about him is that he's a fun character. He's been in a bunch of things, and he's one who's so connected to all these different songs. You could drop him into any live-action show, and he'll be fun. But I think my concern with him is that, obviously, like, if if you're a Disney Plus executive, and Dave Filoni walks in the room and says, we're doing a show called Hondo. What, are you, what is the show? Like, what is it? And, like, how am I selling it to the casual audience here? Like, it took a baby Yoda to get us to buy into the Mandalorian. I don't know what we're doing to sell Hondo to the casual audience. Well, I think that's the the problem. And Nick, uh, obviously, you have the floor after I, I say this. They barely could do it with Boba Fett. And in, Boba Fett is a more popular character, in my opinion, when it comes to the name and the, and the likeliness of that character. So might be hard. Um, I think that I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Completely agree. But I don't think they're targeting you and I in this Hondo show. It's not going to be the Wednesday morning weekly release that says Disney Plus original. And it's and, and every day and we do a podcast on it each episode. I think it could be like a history of Star Wars show and Hondo's your host. And it's like, and then and I can't do Hondo's voice, but he's like, and then we go back to 4BBY where we saw the Jedi div- return and it shows like a little clip of a cartoon of luke beating like a like a lego show almost i could really see that happening where hondo's like the driver's seat of that show would it be considered a hondo show or he's just the host because like i don't consider that's that's a good point that's a good point i don't consider smugglers run in disney to be a hondo ride he's just like the host that's a good point that's a good point yeah but that's how i imagine it more like how smugglers run is yeah i think i think in terms of hondo i think he's more likely to a pop up supporting character like an Obi Wan kind of show, maybe somewhere in the Lando era where he's, you know, doing up to his antics in the background and he's annoying our main character, or he's in like a Lego Star Wars vehicle where like he's the kid the characters can relate to and he's sort of our guideline to like sort of like what we did with the Halloween special where maybe Hondo's telling three stories to like the audience about like events that happen in the Star Wars saga. I don't think that's a, I think that's the most you could get out of him. But I do agree that's that's. I think it's very possible, but at the same time, I would agree with Pete. That's not a Hondo show more. So is he just the host of the show? Like blues clues was not about, was it Steve? Yeah. Steve was not, it's not Steve's clues. It's blues clues. All right. So let's go ahead and take a vote here. So who are we putting through here? Pete Mace Windu or Hondo? Just because I think Hondo is going to be in the Kenobi show. And I just don't know if they can have a show wrapped around Hondo. I have to give it to Mace Windu here. Yeah, Nick, you going Mace Windu as well? So I am, but I want to make something perfectly clear. Pete's um, vote right there 
and the way he worded it and everything. I agree. I'm going with Mace Windu also. But the way he worded that, as in just because, shows me that Brescia did an awful job with these seedings. Because this is the one versus the 16, and it's like, well, just because it's, this should be a blowout. And I'm actually considering picking Hondo here. So, if Brescia, if, if you listen to this, I think you did an awful job. All right, and in terms of the, I'm going to make it a clean sweep here. Mace Windu advances 3 nothing because, again, Samuel L. Jackson, there's more you can do with him you can do with Hondo, but it should not be as close as it is. I think, Mike, you're right. Again, we all it's a clean sweep. But I, I want to make sure going forward that we don't think of this as what's better for Disney or what we want more, but really what's more likely to come. Because absolutely, I'd rather Mace Windu. Absolutely, it's better to get Samuel Jackson. But what's more likely? Yeah, I still think it's Mace Windu, but it's actually kind of close, I think. All right. Now we'll go to the second half of this region, which is the much more complicated one here. The Skywalker siblings, Luke versus Leia, the two and the three. And Nick, start. Actually, P, I'll let you start off his time here. Luke Skywalker show. What are we doing with it? Uh, I think Nick should go first. I started off last time. All right, so Nick, you want to lead us off on Luke Skywalker? I, I I think I did start, but what? But anyway, whatever. I'll 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 go. Luke show. I think you have two options. You have in between movies, in like meaning it not necessarily sex. Like, well, I guess both of them are between movies, but you have in between original trilogy stuff, and then you have. After original trilogy. So you have in between the original trilogy movies, which is mostly just between four and five. Although, to be honest with you, I'd probably be more interested between five and six because between four and five, we have a lot of content there from books and comics and whatnot. And we have a lot between five and six too, but between four and five, you still have Han there. Yeah. If it's between five and six, Han is not in it, which is because it's a, it's a huge, huge elephant in the room. If you have a show between four and five, where's Han? Between five and six, he doesn't have to show up, and we know why. Or you do the Jedi Temple route, and you do a show about the fall of the Jedi Temple, and you can have a young Kylo in there. I don't think... Think about it real quick. You could... Well, Kylo's turned, and he, you, you saw it in the Jedi in the last Jedi live-action. Like, it was in live-action, the yeah. flashback, and Kylo's roughly the same age he is in The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. A little bit younger, but not much. Um... Luke is there, but you don't really need any other cast members that have to come back. Like, you don't need to have Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in that show. You could do it without them. You don't need Poe Dameron and the show. Like, you can do that show with a bunch of random people, and then you would you would need Adam Driver, though. Okay, so that's which your, is a tough sell. Yeah, so that's your that's your number one possibility here. I think my number one possibility is the fall of the Jedi Temple show. Yeah. Uh, so, P, any different ideas about Luke? I, I don't. I don't have much of an idea other than Disney trying to salvage their sequels. And it comes with, well, where did Luke fit into all this between the original trilogy and the sequels? I know in past podcasts on this show i've said they're probably trying to distance themselves away from the sequels as much as they can but i feel like any opportunity to explain the sequels because there's no other feasible storyline they'll go for i agree with you between five and six would be interesting to see but i just i feel like 
if I'm Disney and I'm someone on the board or the executives that are making these decisions, I'm going to say, hey, sequels are a train wreck. Let's try to salvage them. Let's try to do something, but make it good. Problem is, is now you take a risk that if that show is terrible, <laughs> it just makes the sequels and everything after the original worse, right? So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I have to go with Nick and saying that the only storyline is the Jedi Temple route. Yeah, and the thing, I think they're starting to set that up a little bit because we had him show up in Mandalorian to pick up Grogu and teach him the Jedi. We see... He shows the book of Boba Fett for an episode where he's, you know, building his Jedi Academy. He wants Grogu his first student. And Grogu says no to go back to uh, the Mandalorian. But I think the problem I have here with the Luke show is that they kind of box themselves into a corner by deep faking him so hard and having him look like 1983 version Mark Hamill. Whereas, like, I know technology is there, but I just don't know if that's sustainable to do that for an entire season of a show where he's the main character. I think it would be very awkward if you're doing that. I have two words for you, Mike. No, they would never do this, but the two words I have for you are Winter Soldier. Change the casting. But yeah. they would never do that because they already showed him with a deep fake, so they would never do that. They could also technically pull the Jedi Temple around the time of the sequels because he looks kind of... Like they could pull that off. I don't know if they could pull off going in between five and six, though. That's yeah. true, because The Last Jedi, it was Mark Hamill. That was, I mean, there was probably very minimal CGI, but they're, like, it was him. Yes, my, like in the flashbacks, I mean. Yes, my question though with that is basically that like we're that's like twenty years down the line from where we are in the Mando timeline, and I feel like that's where Disney Plus wants to camp for a little bit. So like, if you're gonna have a loose show set in somewhere in that era where he's recruiting young kid Jedi to do this, you're basically investing a lot in deepfakes. Yeah, but I would have to disagree because Kenobi is not around the Mandalorian timeline. Why would they? Why would they stick their neck out to go back toward the pre Bad Batch Lando? Andor. No. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, in terms in terms of what you're doing with Luke, though, like Obi Wan, like it's easier because he's that's a, a movie script, and he's ten years older than he was in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So you can justify Elon McGregor being around that age. Luke, you're like he's not Mark 1983 Mark Hamill anymore. So. Right. I mean, I I think though, if it means trying to salvage the sequels a bit, they would go toward the sequels timeline versus closer to the original timeline. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's my concern with that one. Let's go to the Leia side of this thing. So since Nick started with Luke, Pete, any thoughts on what a Leia show could look like? I mean, you brought it up in the in the last podcast. I feel like Leia growing up with uh, Senator uh, Organa um, would probably be the best fit. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think there's much more that we can go with because we see a good a, a good bit of leia in rebels um maybe we see her more with the rebellion maybe you know we see her more about how she could do that that force float thingy in space back to the ship Terry, I, I don't carry poppins explained yeah i mean i just i don't know obviously carrie fisher is no longer with us right she's passed yes so very very hard to say that they're going to do a show without her being deep faked or being uh, um, recast. Now I can't see an animated show around Leia where it's just about her growing up in the politics of the rebellion. I just, I can't, but I, I, I can see 
more of a Luke show. I know we're not getting to the the picks now, but like I just unless they do like an animated show where they can get a voice actress who kind of sounds like Leia to come in and do something within the Rebels era, I don't know if they have much. Uh, Nick, what do you think about potential Leia show? I think the potential Leia show was already made, and I think it was Rebels. That that was her chance. The couple of years before Episode Four to see the, the rebellion and how Leia's in, because clearly in the first thing we learn pretty much in the original Star Wars movie is this girl Leia is a rebel. So like, but she also is an Imperial, like part of the Senate. So it's like, okay, how'd that work? That's like the number one question in your mind as soon as the film starts. Is you have people in the Senate who are also against it, so it was like a group of rogue rebels. Yeah, literally. So that would have been my idea is throw make a show about how the rebellion started. But we literally got that already. So the only other time I could see is yeah, I could see her maybe growing up with Bail Organa, but then that would that would need to be a cartoon, I think. I'm gonna well, have to be because you'd be a kid. You think I'm more bullish on the Leia show than I think you guys are? I think they're this is also a big if. I think Disney would have to commit to a recast on this. But, Nick, I remember you complained last week in the uh, character bracket about how we never really got the politics of the sequel era in terms of... That's a good point. Because of in, in, the Clone, in episode one, episode two, Clone Wars, we got a lot of politics explains sort of what was going on here. We did none of that in Rebels. I think if we're, tr- if we're trying to explain the sequel era here and how the galaxy be right for a First Order resurgence here, I think you can do a show where you have... Leia recast, basically trying to rebuild the Republic, seeing what she's doing is what's working, what's not. I wonder if Rain's New Republic would have had some kind of element with Leia in it. I think the question I have is, I think, obviously, you have to commit to a recast because Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. You cannot convincingly sell us a deep fake when you can't even have Carrie Fisher doing the voice, the voice acting anymore. So I think if you recast this, I think it's a home run. You do something like that. That's a good point. Um... I have my opinion on who I think the victor here is. And your point definitely, or I had my opinion, your point definitely has altered that opinion in some way. Not saying it's changed, but it's definitely altered. Yeah, Pete, any thought on, on my idea for what we could do with Leia? I think, it's a, I think it's a good idea. I do. My argument is who cares? Not your argument, but who cares about Leia? Like, I... I, I I hear your argument loud and clear, and I think it's a well-thought and perfect argument for us three. But the average Star Wars fan probably doesn't give a crap, right? Like, I hate to say it, and it's probably a lot of these people on this bracket probably doesn't give a crap about who they were and what their backstory is. I would love to see more of the politics. I, I would absolutely love to see more of the politics. I always found Leia to be like this lackluster character. Rebels, she was good. Everything else was just like, Okay, like she's helping in the rebellion. Um, I hate to put it this way, like the damsel in distress, because she wasn't because she held her own. But I never was like invested in the Leia character. I knew it was Luke's sister. I I understand how she fits in to the the storyline, the politics, but I just never could really get into the character. So the who cares goes toward the character. But your point is excellent. We never really got to see the politics. and, And I feel like she's the best avenue for it. Yeah, I think it was sort of like a New Republic show with her as the face of the show, where where you could have her doing this that explains why Han's not floating around, like Han's off doing his own thing. There's, there's a, it's 100% doable, and it makes sense. It's the, You're not really cutting anything out that would, you know, like Nick puts it, this white elephant, like, well, why isn't this character here? What's going on with that? You know, and 
So I, I think it makes sense. It definitely does. All right. So, Nick, let's do the voting here. I'll, I'll, I'll save you for last. Now you said you're still kind of in the air. P, you're going Luke or Leia advancing? I Just by my argument I just had, I'm going to go with Luke. I just don't think even the execs care that much about Leia Organa than they do Luke Skywalker. Uh, I see Luke Skywalker being the next show to explain the sequels before I see, unfortunately, a, a, a Leia show talking about the politics rooted in the Repu- in the rebellion and the Republic. I'm going to throw my vote to Leia here. I think there's more to do with Leia than there is with Luke. I think the deep fake angle is a big problem because unless technology is improving considerably, it's a, it's a huge expense that goes against a Luke show. If you're going to make it look convincing here. And I think that brings you to Nick, to you, Nick, as the tiebreaker here. So who's, who's going forward? Um, the person, it's Luke who's going forward. I, my reasoning is, I think one thing that's being overlooked is recasting Leia from Carrie Fisher is going to get a lot of backlash. I don't know that's going to sit well, first of all, from a lot of people, but that's not my main point. That is not my main point at all. My main point is you make a great, great premise for a show, I think. But when I think about it more, that sounds like a great book or a great comic more than it sounds like a great show. And I think that's what they would, what they first of all, they have done that. They've seen a lot of the politics in the comics and books with Leia, but you know, I think that's a great concept, but that fits better in literature than it does on the screen. Okay. So Luke advances two to one. So not a unanimous decision here. I'll, I'll, I'll continue pitching that idea. Disney plus they're not going to take it. I don't think, but now we have, for the end of this bracket here, we kind of laid these shows out right. Luke versus Mace Windu. Let's do a quick vote here. So, Pete, who are you putting through? <sighs> Windu versus Luke. For... If, you need, if you need to come back, I can come back to you. Yeah. Real only... quick, is your reasoning for struggling is not because you don't know who to leave out, but if you don't know who to advance? Yeah. It's, yeah, and that's and that's another example of nobody two top seeds fighting where Brescia did such an awful job. No, this is this is my problem, and this is going to happen with all of them. I have the not to make it like I'm a business expert, but I have the business side of it that I'm thinking about with the marketing, and then like what would be the best story? I think the best story would be a Mace Windu show, but I think as a business decision, they would probably go with Luke. Because it's a more uh, favorited character, um, it's a it's a more uh, well known character, and you have the opportunity to try to fix what happened in the sequels. Kind of explain a little bit more. Yeah, oh. I'll let you keep thinking about. It. I think I got, I got, I got points of throw right here is again in terms of business decision. Yes, Luke is more tied into the current storylines you're doing right now, where he's been in the shows right now, and. We haven't seen Mace Windu in a live action process 2005, which is not a small consideration here. But again, like how expensive is the deep fake? And is it convincing enough to have Mark Hamill do voiceover being blended with somebody else and for a, a seven episode show? Like that's the problem. Like budgetarily doesn't make sense. I'm not sure. I'm going to give it to Mace Windu. I'm going to say that Mace Windu comes back in Kenobi. Just like every other show where a character just shows up in the show and now you have a show coming out for it. I think Mace Windu comes back in Kenobi. And I think the way Boba Fett ended might be the last we see of Luke. I don't think 
as a business decision, it'd probably be better to go with Luke, but I think they finally got the hint of like, okay, enough Luke. We're not going to do this. That's why he Grogu doesn't stay. Um, well, Grogu doesn't stay because they needed him for season three of Mandalorian. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him Mace Windu. I'm going to go with Luke on the concept of, again, beloved character. Mark Hamill's still around, still wants to be involved in Star Wars. We don't know to the extent of like, you're getting Samuel L. Jackson to commit to a seven episode Disney Plus show, considering like all the other stuff he has going on with his career. And I think this is something where they will, I think, do what they have to to make it work. They hire a, a separate deep fake artist after his appearance in Mandalorian. The technology improved considerably from when he shot Book of Boba Fett. And I think, in terms of what's going on, I think having Luke involved in some way, having something going on with Luke and starting his Jedi kind of could be a more palatable option than the Mace Windu show where we're either bringing him back to the day or we're going back to a period they have shown no interest in going to, which is back at prequel era. Nick, I see you're struggling over there. No, I'm just thinking, I was just thinking that we've done three votes now and all three times I've been the last one. Now, two of them, I've been the deciding vote and the first one I was just the third vote for the winner. But next time, let me go first. But my answer is um, is Luke. I think that it's as sim- simple as this in my mind. The sequels are their baby. They don't want their baby to die. They'll do everything they can to save the baby. And now this is not to say that I think there is still a, a scenario here where Mace Windu survived the, his supposed death in episode three. He's... We found out later on that like, he's the one who saved Grogu from the Jedi Temple. I think that's also a possibility, but I think it's much more likely we see a Luke show in the future. Uh, if I had to put my money on it, I would put my money on the fact that I don't know how soon, but Mace Windu is still alive and we will see him again. All right, so Pete, would you buy that? You think that Mace, they're going to resurrect Mace Windu from the dead? I, I think Kenobi is the best chance to do it. I mean, I, I'm, you know, you only need him to commit to one or two episodes, right? Um, if Hayden Christian's coming back and it, and it's still relevant, I, I feel like that's the time to do it. Yep. Uh, so we'll see, obviously, because uh, you know, end of what was it, end of May, Kenobi's coming out, so it'd be pretty cool. Um, but we'll 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 see. We'll, you know, Disney Disney Plus likes to, uh, from what we've seen. Taking characters, making have making them have cameos and shows, and then giving them their own shows, and that's that's the reason why I went with that route. All right, now let's go ahead to the unknown regions bracket for the second half here. So we're gonna pop this one up here. This is where we're starting here. Yoda versus Sabine in the first half, first matchup. There, the one four, Han Solo against Grogu in the two three. And I think Nick, I can tell right away you're not happy with the seedings. Uh, no, this one I don't think is terrible. I don't think this one's terrible. I, compl- I I would have one little thing changed, but I think this is a good seeding. I I think the unknown regions, Russia did a good job. It was, what was the first one we did? The Outer Rim? Yeah. Bad job. But the unknown regions, I think he did a good job with the seedings. Um, should we get into the first matchup? Well, I'll ask Pete. Did you have any thoughts on the seeding of this bracket before, not before we dive into it? I think it's pretty, pretty good. Um. I was okay with the seedings. I was like, screw it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but I, uh, I think they, I think these are fair. I think these are very fair. Yeah. I think this one's a stacked region. I think the, all four of these people could conceivably end up with the show. That's, that's yeah. our problem, isn't it? 
Yeah, See, not- I, I think I think that your person who I'm not going to say who is my opinion the person who has the fourth mo- the most chance of getting a show. So the person in this set of four who's least likely to get a show is more likely to get a show than anyone in the previous region. Yes, I think that's per- certainly fair. And now let's get started here with our first matchup here: Yoda versus Sabine. So we will start out here with the. Yoda section here, and obviously we talked a lot in the pre-show what Yoda's show could look like here, so Nick, give me your your dream Yoda show. What do you think Disney Plus could do with him? It's gotta be, I mean, everyone's gonna have the same answer, I would think. It has to be like a High Republic or way back, you know, just I, I don't even know exactly what time frame, but sometime in the time before The Phantom Menace. Young Yoda. Yeah, whether it's 800 years before, whether it's 200 years before, whatever it is. Sometime before the Phantom Menace, it's got to be in that time, and we could either see him learn to be a Jedi. We can either see when he becomes the Jedi Grand Master. We could see his time as the Grand Master. Any of those possibilities work, I think, and I think it's a. I, th- I actually think it's a good sell and a good idea. Yeah, Pete. Any any other thoughts on the Yoda show? Yeah, I just I think it has to be when Yoda's at his. I think we need to see like super badass Yoda um, because we saw how badass he was at, oh, you know, 900. Yeah. 80, you know, whatever it is, 40 or 50 years from his death. Um, we got to see how Yoda was when he was in his prime. Like, I feel like that was probably nuts considering how well he was in episode three. Uh, so I think we need to see that. Um, you could definitely throw in, hate to say it, some flashbacks of where he came from. Uh, that's uh, that, um, that habitat, you know, that species, I think would be cool. Um, we'll probably touch on that when it comes to a Grogu show, when we talk about thoughts on that. But I, no matter what timeline it is, he has to be like peak Yoda. Yeah, I think for sure. I also throw a couple other things out here. I think in terms of the Yoda show itself, I think, Nick, I think the parallel makes what Pete said about how he was like kicking ass, fighting Dooku in episode two, like as he's 808 years old. Reminds me like Barry Bonds hitting like 35 home runs. He's 45 years old. Yeah, uh, I, one thing I noticed about Star Wars, I'm sure you guys did too, some of the most badass characters in all of Star Wars are obviously Vader, Yoda, right? Uh, who else? Palpatine. Like, a lot of these guys, almost all of these guys, outside of, you know, the a good 45-second scene in Rogue One, we've never seen them in their primes. Like, yeah. we saw Vader right when he was about to enter his prime, pretty much in Episode Three. Anakin was, like, his prime and like, but then for 20 years, he was dominating and we didn't get to see it. Yeah. We saw it in Rebels for a bit, saw it in Rogue One a bit. We've never seen it with Palpatine. We don't know anything about him in that era, like in terms of like live action stuff or even, or even, or even animated stuff. And same with Yoda. We haven't seen him in their primes. So that's something that I think we need to see because we're going to see a little bit of Vader. But do you expect Vader to be like, Vader badass in his prime in the Obi-Wan show? I'm not sure. We'll see about that. I will also throw out here that that show, The Acolyte, was supposed to take place a couple hundred years before our the uh, main Skywalker saga timeline. I feel like for sure, P, he's gonna be, Yoda's going to be in that show in some form. I mean, I would hope. Uh, I just I feel like you would miss on a big opportunity if you don't add him to that show. So you don't need an actor for Yoda, but you need a voice. Yeah, right. So Frank Oz is, is up there, right? I actually, to be honest with you, I'll be completely honest with you. When I saw The Last Jedi, I was like, how'd they get that guy to sound like Frank? I thought Frank Oz was long gone. 
Yeah, he's 77, so I, mean, I would hope. You got years to go. Yeah, let's you, you would think. Yeah, I think we cover a lot of Yoda last year, so I want to get more into the Sabine stuff this week. And Pete, you know, I would love the Sabine show because obviously I love Rebels more than Clone Wars. It's probably one of the few in that category here. And we know she's coming. She's being played in live action in the Ahsoka show by uh, Nat- Natasha Lou Bordizo. And this is usually the spot where they use these shows to launch the other characters. Like Mando launched both the Boa Fett show and the Ahsoka show here. And you can see the argument here that the Ahsoka show launches Sabine, then Sabine sort of reconstitutes the Rebels crew, and then we sort of get the live-action Rebels sequel that we all kind of want here. So I think that's my play with the Sabine show. I personally think the Sabine show is just going to be the continuation of The Mandalorian, and I think the Rebels live-action is going to be the continuation of The Mandalorian. Um, I feel like that's the most... That's what makes the most sense to me. Um I think getting a Rebels live action as Mandalorian would work well. Um, I just I just don't know what else could be going on in the same universe as the Mandalorian that you can have a Sabine show separate. Like we can understand the Ahsoka show with Sabine. We can pretty much take a guess that they're going to be searching for Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn. We can pretty much guess that. Again, it could be totally different and disappoint us all, but I probably think 99% chance that that's what the show is going to be about, right? I I just don't know what Sabine's role or what storyline Sabine's going to have because I think Thrawn's going to be the next enemy for the Mandalorian. Like, I just don't know what what, what the conflict's going to be in season three of the Mandalorian or even season four. So I just, I can't, picture something being outside of that yeah and nick we talked about her a little bit and then we've talked about sabine a lot and you agree with pete's scenario here where it's hard to see what sabine does in her own show without it being some sort of rebels continuation i do i do i would love to see a sabine show i mean we, we all agreed i think i think it was unanimous that she was the best character in rebels and Obviously, I'd like to see her in a show, but I don't really see what we could be about. Unless it's maybe maybe you do like her time in between Rebels and like the Mandalorian years, maybe. But again, I just this is one of those shows that I feel like we woke up every morning and we watched Boba, we watched Mando. I don't see. I mean, I'll do it, of course, but I don't really see the Internet going crazy over. I woke up on Wednesday morning to watch the Sabine show. Yeah. I think the best way Sabine show works, like if she's like the breakout star of the Ahsoka show and everybody loves her, uh-huh. then there's a demand, which means I don't know if it's the next one. I might be like if Sabine hits and the audience loves Sabine, maybe it's like two or three shows down the road. Where yeah, if I'm you, with you on that. where if, if you told people tomorrow, like Yoda show coming to Disney Plus in 2024, everybody would be so fired up. I'm totally with you on that. I completely agree. She if she breaks out. Then what I said makes what I said not true because then people will be like, "Hey, the Sabine show! Like, let's go watch the Sabine show." But if she doesn't break out, it's like, "Who's this? Oh, it's that character from Rebels and the Ahsoka show. Like, oh, she's her own show." It's gonna be like that's how I really feel. Most of the audience is gonna react to that. Yeah, so like for Pete, like how Ahsoka broke out in her one episode of Mando, and the audience is so excited to see Rosario Dawson play her, and said, "We want to see more of this character." And they gave us a, se- a series of her. So I think something similar had to happen with Sabine. Yeah, 
I think Clone Wars set up Ahsoka for a much better fan reaction than Sabine. Like, we're going to have a great fan reaction to Sabine because, you know, Rebels and everything like that. But I just feel like Ahsoka being a Jedi, um, you know, having the storyline that she had in Clone Wars, I think everyone was ecstatic to see Ahsoka and to know that they're going to, even Rebels, they're going to continue that storyline. But like you said, if they can get people interested in the Sabine character and there's enough pull for it, they will do it down the line. All right, so let's do a vote here. Nick, you wanted to go first this time. So Yoda versus Sabine, who are you putting through? I got to go with Yoda. Um, I would love to see something Sabine-related. Like you mentioned, maybe a continuation of Rebels. Love to see it, but I would love to see the Yoda thing more, and I think that sells really well, and I think that's a great idea. So I would love to see Yoda in his peak. P, I'm assuming you're going with Yoda as well. I am. I'm going with Yoda because I don't think Sabine's going to get her own show because she's going to be a main character in seasons to come for the Mandalorian. I'm going to make it a clean sweep here. I think Yoda, the marketing potential is enormous. And baby Yoda, we mentioned him. The, that got the audience so invested in the Yoda species that I think that you have the genuine article sitting right here with over 800 years of history you haven't touched. So I think that's a natural to do that. Absolutely. All right. Now the more fun matchup in this half here. Han Solo versus Grogu. And I think Pete, the Han Solo stuff is fascinating because there's so many different ways he could go with this character. And some of them don't even have to involve Harrison Ford. It's it's interesting. You can do a lot with it and you don't need to have uh, Harrison Ford in it. Um, both of these matchups, I feel like, would be more animated series. Um, Adventures of Han Solo, something like that. I just... I worry that there's not a lot to show, just like with Boba Fett. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but what exactly will we learn about Han Solo that we haven't already by the movies and his own movie? You know, Harrison Ford wasn't in it, but like what exactly would be the storyline that would make us like roped in and say this was a great show? They should have had Harrison Ford in that movie. Like in a cameo, he should have just played like another character and then like bumped into him and said, "Sorry, kid." Like that would have been great. It would have been a huge, huge pop. He should yeah. have been in the movie. But, but like, but like, think about it. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to continue Crimson Dawn, that's gonna be a different character. That's gonna be Kira, right? So I, I just don't know what you do for Han Solo, even young Han Solo. Like I just, I just don't. I have. I, I just don't know. Nick, any thoughts on the Han Solo front? I think the only thing you can do is you continue Solo, but not from the Crimson Dawn part of you, from the Han part of you, which is point of view rather, which is going to Tatooine and working for Jabba the Hutt and establishing his friendship slash hatred slash rivalry with Boba Fett and the other bounty hunters and see him smuggling and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, similar to what Pete said earlier, who cares? Like what's, what's there to show in that? Like, you know, like, and and I hate to say it, but even after watching it for seven weeks with the Boba Fett stuff, who cares? It didn't tell us anything. Did we learn anything in that show? We learned that Boba Fett learned how to use a gappy stick from from the Tusken Raiders. The only thing I really got out of that was 
that Boba Fett has moved on past his, um, I guess you could say villainous ways, and that Grogu was going to be with Mando. Yeah. So all of, besides the Mando stuff, all we really learned was that Boba Fett has moved on. And I don't really want to know if Han moves on, because we it's a prequel anyway. It's not even a sequel. Yeah, or um, as, as the... It's not going to last. My favorite YouTube video, the 1985-style intro of the Book of Boba Fett, he was a masked gunfighter in search of redemption. That's the that's the Boba Fett angle. Yeah. I think in terms of the Han Solo show for me, I think there's two possibilities. It's like one you had, I'm sure, multiple sequels planned for the solo movie that flopped. And I know that there's a possibility that Lando could be doing some of that stuff in his show. Especially you have Donald Glover there, but obviously I think there's more you can do. You have all the Aaron Reich probably flowing around, being willing to work for them. You could do that. The other possibility is here, like if you take Leia in the direction that I said where she's off doing stuff in the New Republic where you don't need to see her on screen, you have Han Solo fl- flying around doing fun stuff with like the Rangers of the New Republic and have him be involved that way and you're deep making Harrison Ford. You could show their fall of their relationship, I guess, and show him going back to smuggling as he did mention in The Force Awakens. Like, I went back to the only thing I was good at, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because like, you could sort of see him like also sort of going off doing his own thing while... Leia and is off on Coruscant, wherever they put the New Republic seat, trying to build the government, and Han Solo and Chewie are off having adventures, and that's more appealing to a Disney Plus audience. Hmm. Pete, would you see... Not, not terrible. Would you have interested in the future of Han Solo for defaking Harrison Ford and he and Chewie are going off in the New Republic era? I understand it, but... I think it, it runs into the same issue like I talked about with Leia and, and Nick said, like, who cares about Han Solo right now? Like, I, I just, I, I, again, agree with you 100%. That's probably the best avenue as to what, uh, as to making a Han Solo show. I just, uh, just, it's tough to, to, to imagine it right now. I think it is tough. And we'll go to the other side here, which is the Grogu side, which obviously number three seed here. The most popular Disney character right now in the Star Wars universe. Everybody loves Grogu. We can get Grogu merchandise up the wazoo. The question is here is like, will they separate him from the Mandalorian and give him his own product? Like, I personally don't see it for a while. I think they're going to ride the Mando train out, which I think he's a longer shot in this bracket. I think eventually there will be solo Grogu stuff, whether it's a movie down the line where he you go far into the future and he can talk and he's like a young Jedi of some sort, or like a young Mandalorian leader, or maybe some sort of uh, vehicle there. But I think I think he might be too big for his own Disney Plus. So I think he might be the next one of the next like three Star Wars movies that's on the calendar, Pete. I, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I don't want to spend too much time on Grogu since we probably spent so much time on Grogu to begin with. Grogu's live action show is Mandalorian. If they do have a show for Grogu, it's going to be a Saturday morning cartoon. We spoke about this. Nick's, it was Nick's idea the last podcast. Um, it, it's That's the only way I could see it working. Um, like you said, it might just be another trilogy or another saga down the line where they try to revamp Star Wars and say, hey, we're going to do it around Grogu. But I can't see him having his own show because technically the Mandalorian is his show, right? Just because it's named the Mandalorian, everyone loves Grogu. They literally changed their whole game plan and brought him back for season three for Grogu. So I think he already has his own show. So animated series is the only way I see him having something that's named Grogu. 
Nick, any thoughts on Grogu? I think that Grogu will get a live action show very soon. And there's a twist to it, but I cannot spoil the twist until our next recording. So we'll have to wait and see. The audience will have to wait and see until the following week to hear my twist on this. But I have the twist on this is that Grogu will get a live action show, but, and I'll save that but for next week. It's probably tied to someone else in the bracket. I did not say that. I'm inferring. So to be clear, you are voting Grogu at this point, based on what you said. I am. I will vote for Han Solo. I think there's more you can do with Han Solo right now. I think Grogu is just too tied to his current spot. So Pete, you want to break the tie? Uh, I'm going Grogu only because I think it's going to be an animated show. I just don't think there's enough in there for more Han Solo content. All right. So Grogu wins two to one. Now we go to the big match here. Yoda versus Grogu, an interspecies battle. So let's sort of quickly go around as we kind of discuss the merits here. Uh, Pete, you want to go first? Yep, I'm going Yoda. 800 years of history that we do not have and we haven't seen. Yoda as at his peak is probably going to be insane if they ever show it. Grogu right now is a mere, what, 50 years old? Yeah. So he's still a child. He's not trained in any sort of Jedi ways. He's just there being cute right now and helping with the force every once in a while. I'm going Yoda. Uh, Nick, you ride the Grogu mode again and you go with Yoda. As much as, I mean, let me read, start over. I think that I'm going with Yoda. And the reason why is I would like to see that Grogu show. And I, I think it's really possible. I really do. I really think it's going to happen. I think that the Yoda thing is too good of an idea to have to pass up. It's it's a phenomenal idea. You just have Yoda. You could show his, his his upbringing. You could show him become a Jedi. You could show him mastering being a Jedi. You could show him becoming a master. There's so much you could show. Or I feel like all these characters on this list, Mike, you've been asking us, how do you see their show? We only have one or two answers. You know what I mean? Tops. Usually just one that actually makes sense with with Yoda, there's, there's endless possibilities. There's literally 800 years of stuff you can choose from. And you could bring so many things from the legends back in, like Darth Bane, which you technically in Clone Wars, sure, but you can bring a lot of these legends characters in by throwing them so far in the past. Yeah. I'm going to make it a clean sleep on Yoda. Again, 800 years of history we haven't touched with Yoda. Plus, we are going into this higher public era. There's a lot of comic books out about it now. There's the video game that's in development. Hell about that era. Yoda's in that video game. So I think it's natural that we get something with Yoda tying him. So Yoda advances to the to the final four. Eclipse, you mean? Is that the game you're talking about? Yes. Yoda's in the trailer of Eclipse. All right. Take a, take a vote right now. Will Eclipse ever come out? I vote no. I vote yes. I think it's going to be like 2029, though. I think it comes out broken. I think they they force it after a certain amount of time, and it just doesn't. It's just a broken game, almost like a cyberpunk. So P votes twenty twenty six broken. Basically, I'm voting twenty twenty nine complete. I'm voting. We never, never see it. I guess voting. It gets canceled in two thousand twenty four. You just think it's permanent development hell. Yeah. All right. Yeah, from what I've read, it's the studio making it. Just they've run out of staff and they can't hire anybody, and they don't. They have like three guys working on the new the whole game. Yeah, it makes you wonder why they put the trailer out when they have that far behind on it. Yep. All right. So that's our fi- that's our first half of the bracket here. We have Yoda and Luke Skywalker in the final four. Next week, we're going to 
the core worlds and the mid rim as we wrap up the first rounds of the bracket here. I'm excited for those, Matt. I think there's going to be some interesting, uh, te- some interesting uh, play-ins there. Definitely. Can't wait for the core worlds. Can't wait for the core worlds. Love Coruscant. Yeah, core worlds will be fun. And with that, I do thank you guys for hopping on here. I really appreciate it. Pete, if you want to follow you on social media streets, how can I do that? At PJ Constadori 29 that's C-O-N-S-A-D-O-R-I on Twitter. Bunch of hockey stuff, bunch of Star Wars stuff. And get your content there for me. All right, Nick, if you want to follow you, how can I do that? Nick Fry underscore nine on Twitter. But more importantly, don't follow me. Follow the Sky Guys Instagram feed and the Sky Guys Twitch, where we are at um, uh, Sky Guys Podcast on both of those. Absolutely. And I'm going to, you say you can follow me on Twitter, mphillips331. That's M P H I L I P S 331. Mike Phillips on YouTube. You want to watch the video version of this and and with that we will wrap it up here i want to thank you guys again for coming on and we will be back next week to do the second half of the round one of the sky guys character bracket right after this okay time wrong one excuse you guys this is what happens you have so many things (laughs) on the sound but here we go hey